When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to another edition, episode, podcast, Turf Show Times, last minute thoughts, hopefully not our last minute thoughts for the season. Uh, my name is Robert Finn, and as always, with uh, JB Scott. JB, big weekend for the Ramley coming up. What do you think? The Rams just beat the GOAT last week. Can you believe it? And it was pretty much in hand through three quarters, and... I'd call it, you know, some flukes happened and they got back in it, but hey, they pulled through when they needed to. And here we are, NFC championship game and maybe get the chance for a home Super Bowl. Well, can't believe it. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Right. And we'll talk more about that uh, Buccaneers game here in a moment. But um, yeah, you know, this is this is interesting, JB and and. I, for for just all the Ram fans out there who may be listening, um, I actually hoped for this NFC Championship game. I wanted this. Um, I've been a Rams fan since way back in the day, the Jim Everett days. And so I remember the Rams just being handled. Um, I want to say it was a 1989 or 1990 NFC Championship game by a Joe Montana-led San Francisco 49ers. So um, time to... Uh, revisit a little payback i think so um but we'll get to that game in a little bit there's a lot to discuss a big game on tap but let's talk a little bit about that buccaneers game jb were you like me were you just like comfortable most of the time and then at the very last second you're like about to lose your ish how did it go for you on your end well, you know, I started out really pumped up and then felt really comfortable when Rams jumped out to that lead. Was kind of, you know, falling asleep on the couch a little bit, like watching it in, you know, a semi-coma state. And then slowly started to wake up when Cooper Cup fumbled. And then you have the Brian Allen snap. And then you see K-Makers breaking away for maybe a first down and he fumbles. The game's tied up. Really can't believe it. And wow, I don't really know how it got to that point, but sure had me nervous that's that's wow i can't i can't put it into words really <laughs> yeah and, and and you know absolutely insane and you said it at the um top of the podcast that it was fluke and it really really was i mean you know much has been said about tom brady leading that team back and, and kudos to the goat right um tom brady is tom brady for a reason but um i mean the buccaneers got into the position they got into because um self-inflicted wounds from the Rams. Um, Cam Akers first fumble at the beginning of, or rather the end of the first half. Um, I mean, just a fluke thing, not just fluke, but like just by millimeters, (laughs) right? A few millimeters more. And that's not a fumble. Um, He would have been down by contact, but you know, it, it was what it was. What I liked to see was the way that team responded through adversity. Yes. They basically gifted um, the Buccaneers 
some some golden opportunities but you know they they held strong Matthew Stafford made a clutch throw at the end and here we are um, on the cusp of an NFC championship game um looking at the stats JB there were some interesting numbers that Rams offensive line Brian Allen Brian Allen's bad snap notwithstanding um looked pretty good yeah absolutely and, you know, I've seen some Twitter highlight reels this week, too, where Brian Allen really took it to Vita Vea, who is widely considered one of the best run defenders in the NFL. And he's caused offensive line havoc all season long. So teams really can't run against the Bucs. Um, the Rams weren't super effective in that regard, but they definitely moved him at the right times in key situations. Um, you know, and we've seen this Rams team. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they can beat any team in the NFL. And when they do lose, it's usually self-inflicted. So I think that bodes well for moving forward, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, Matthew Stafford plays a, an, another clean game. I think it's um, – I think the Rams win this game, and I don't think it's even that that close, to be to be honest. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, I think. Um, the Rams have looked pretty dominant throughout this postseason um, the defense has just been on fire Von Miller really stepping it up making that trade worthwhile um, do they continue that dominant performance uh, going forward JB it's going to be tough and we're going to talk about injuries but you know Trent Williams is probably the best left tackle in football right now um, and they use him in a lot of different ways so the Rams have their work cut out for them. And I think one of the things that concerns me and it you know, causes me pain in my stomach this week is that the 49ers are really good at taking away what the Rams do best. And that's not giving them opportunities to rush the passer. So Jimmy Garoppolo, we're going to talk about it, gets the ball out quick. Um, they have designed rollouts and such to, you know, keep the Rams defensive line from affecting the game. Um, really, you have to take it upon yourself to force them into those situations third and long where they have to hold the football a beat longer and give Aaron Donald, give Von Miller those opportunities to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, he'll give you chances to force turnovers, but you have to put him in those situations first, or the 49ers will never really give you a chance. Yeah, and and, and with that Niners defense, too, you really have to um, take your advantage, your, your advantages on offense when you get those two. But um, looking at this Rams team so far this postseason, they've been pretty good running the football um, that week 18 game against the 49ers that kind of stands out as especially the second half of the season. I think the Rams have done a really good job focusing on the run and getting that going. How important is Cam Akers going to be? Do we see him bouncing back from those two fumbles against the Buccaneers? And what about Sony Michelle? What do we expect from that running game? And I was watching Good Morning Football this week. I'm sure a lot of you do. Um, and they were talking about, you can't trust Cam Akers. He just fumbled the ball twice in one of the biggest games of his career. But I feel a complete opposite way in that direction where you thought his Achilles, his comeback from his Achilles injury was cool. Wait till you see his comeback from this game. I think he's going to be a big time player. And, you know, in week 18 versus the 49ers, the Rams only averaged 1.8 yards per carry. Um, they're really any production you get from the running game is going to be a bonus and it's going to take weight off Matthew Stafford's shoulders. Definitely. I would like to see Sonny Michelle mix in a lot more. He only had a single attempt last week against the Buccaneers. Um, a one, two punch, maybe um, you don't need a 50, 50 split, but definitely working them in, in situations. I think Sonny Michelle probably is also a better short yardage back and maybe better in pass protection at this point too. So that might come in handy at some points. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you kind of nailed it on the head too. Um, maybe Cam Akers fumbled in, you know, a big moment or two big moments, right? Um, whatever the case may be or how people may look at it, I, I don't know if they discussed enough about coming back from injury. That's not an easy thing for a player to do because not only do you have to come back physically from that, mental, from that injury, but you got to come back mentally as well. And then getting into, into the groove of things, um, it's, it's, it's not an instantaneous thing. Um, it's not a switch. You just turn on and off. So um, that was really Ken Maker's, what, second game back? I mean, yes, he was back the first time they played the 49ers, but was used very sparingly. So um, I expect more Cam Akers. I think you give him the ball. I think you feed him, let Cam eat on Sunday, um, hit him with that one, two punch. Yes. Yeah, Sony's the grinder. He's the one that can take it up the gut, but um, Cam Akers has, has looked explosive uh, this postseason, And um, the more that they can do that. And if you think about it, JB, think about last year when the Rams faced the 49ers, Cam had some good runs. Um, so I think we can see that Cam Akers reemerge uh, this postseason. Let's hope, let's, I don't want to say pray, right? We don't want to bring deities involved in, in, into the conversation, but um, if Cam does what we know Cam is capable of doing, um, I think the Rams win this game pretty easy. Cause that just takes, the pressure off of Matt Stafford and, you know, we know what he can do um, when you, when you put him in good situations, talking about the 49ers and the Rams, we'll talk about predictions here towards the end, but just holistically JB, just from a general sense, how do you feel about this game? I mean, I don't know how you can't be nervous, right? You've lost six in a row to him and, Kyle Shanahan, we've seen in the news all week, has McVay's number, apparently. They even asked Sean McVay, is Kyle Shanahan in your head? And, you know, he gave a stern no. But um, sometimes whenever you get a direct answer like that, you like you just wonder what he's really thinking in his head, right? But, I mean, the 49ers team, they're just so good at, you know, not giving a lot of chances on defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is a deficiency for them, but they do a very good job of covering him up. And, you know, offensively, Maybe Kyle Shanahan knows, you know, McVay's tendencies, and they're pretty good at stopping the stopping the Rams on offense. And Matthew Stafford has two turnovers against them in both games, so he has to play clean brand of football. He's done that in the preseason or the postseason so far, and it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a grind for sure. Yeah, and you know, you you, you kind of um, mentioned something that uh, I think is interesting because um, all time series the 49ers lead um, the Rams. There's been a couple of win streaks <laughs> um, over the course of the years. It was a 17 game win streak, um, and then now a seven game win streak. I don't know how that cannot be in Sean McVay's head um, right now, especially considering on paper that none of that should have happened, right? That seven game win streak, maybe three and three or, or four and three or whatever the case may be. Right. But not a seven game win streak. Cause this Rams team is too talented, but it does come down to turnovers. And that's really at the end of the day, when the dust settles and the final score is whatever it's going to be, it's going to be about turnovers, which team does it, which team doesn't. Um, Cause if you're putting it, just a straight up clean game between Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo. We know who the odds favor. Um, but more on that later, JB, I keep saying that 
we keep teasing the audience. We talk about this game, get into ins and outs. Oh my goodness, we will. But let's talk a little bit about the injury report first. Um, it looks like Trent Williams for the 49ers showing up on the injury report. Didn't practice all week, but is expected to play um, to steal one of my favorite segments from Pardon the Interruption. Um, JB, big deal, little deal, no deal. Definitely a big deal. And it does give you shades of the week 18 where early in the week, Kyle Shanahan, Trent Williams said he fully expects to play. And then over the course of the week, he didn't practice at all. That's kind of what we're getting ahead of the NFC championship game. So there were reports from 49ers beat riders that Williams was out on the practice field and he was walking a little slow and then headed back into the weight room to work out. So he, he might be a ways away. Um, it might be a tricky injury. Really, I think they're going to take it all the way up to game time, probably as a little bit of gamesmanship. But if he plays, it'll be a big boost for the 49ers. And if he doesn't play, um, well, Vaughn Miller's going to tear him apart. And Leonard Floyd, they're going to have a field day. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I was looking at this, and you, you're 100% right. It's probably gamesmanship on Shanahan's part. He does that a lot. He's very good at it, by the way. Um, but... You know, even if Trent Williams plays, he's not going to be 100%. I think that is a given. <laughs> and um, honestly, that's that that's going to hurt them. So if he does go, um, that's a big benefit. I think it's better if he does play for the Rams. That's just my own um, opinion on things. I don't know anything about anything. But you have a guy who's clearly not 100%, not being able to move on that ankle um, that he would like to. Uh, and you got guys who are just fast and athletic like Vaughn and um, Floyd. I don't know. I think they're going to look at that matchup and be very happy if Trent Williams does play. Um, 49ers, very healthy. Other than that, we know Jimmy G is dealing with some um, injuries to his hand. But um, obviously, we um, are going to see him on Sunday for the Rams. Not quite as good. The, the, the bill of health for the Rams, not nearly as clean. But Big Wit looks like he's coming back. Um, JB, what do you make of the Rams injury report? First of all, I think it's important to note that Joe Noteboom played absolutely um, to the best of his ability last week against the Bucks, and he was a big contributor for you. Um, it really could have been a disaster with Andrew Whitworth out. So, but now this week, no boom suffered an injury towards the end of that game last week. And Andrew Whitworth is back this week. So you're doing a little bit of a trade there. Ernest Jones was activated off injured reserve last week. Seems like he's going to be back now. Um, Troy Reader is a green dot player. And Raheem Morris indicated this week that um, Jones probably isn't ready. He had a pretty significant injury. Not ready for that heavy of a workload because the green dot players on the field um, throughout the game and for almost every snap. So Troy Reader, he's going to be the primary linebacker. Whether that's good news or bad news to the Rams, that's up to you. But Ernest Jones, he's going to have a role, and he's going to help the team. Um, and then also Van Jefferson, knee, he's questionable. That's kind of been a lingering in injury for him over the, the course of the last part of the season. Taylor Rapp, he's questionable with his concussion. This will be his, uh, I think, fourth game, third or fourth game he'll miss if he doesn't come back. And obviously the Rams are missing Jordan Fuller too. So you're seeing Eric Weddle and Nick Scott at safety most of the time. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's actually not a bad matchup um, for the Rams or um, rather not 
too bad <laughs> from, for options. JB, you know what I'm trying to say. Weddle and Nick Scott back there, uh, I think is good. So Taylor Rapp being able to play, that would be just that much more helpful, right? And get a fresh set of legs there on the field. But um, Ernest Jones, I think is interesting. I think that's really going to be the key. Yes. They, um, Raheem said it was going to be a situational player and, and good, right. Coming back from injury. That's, that's what you want to hear. Um, Cause I, I don't like rushing guys in, especially coming back from injury, but that being said, um, we know that's really going to help that defense. So you put him in those situations where you know you need a stop. you got to get somebody to, to, to focus on that run. Um, having Ernest Jones out there is really going to be um, just a good thing for that Rams defense, something the 49ers didn't have to deal with in week 18. So um, whether that makes a difference in the final outcome, we are um, we'll just have to wait and see. Daryl Henderson? Sebastian Joseph Day, Robert Rochelle, those are some names that um, could be beneficial to the Rams. And I don't know, JB, I don't know if they're going to come back. I don't know they're going to play or to what extent they're going to play. JB, even if they do, even if any of those names go, um, does that help the Rams? Does that hurt the Rams? What are your thoughts there? Definitely don't think it's an option for this week, but it'd be a pretty big boost if you're playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl with their high-flying offense to get someone like Robert Rochelle back, someone like Sebastian Joseph Day back, just because any bodies you can have on the field, any reinforcements you can get to slow down that Chiefs offense, uh, you really need it. And we've seen how thin the Rams are in the secondary. And we know Robert Rochelle hasn't really played a lot this season. He's a pretty um, green-type player. He's pretty raw. Um, But with his athleticism, maybe he's an option to, to help mitigate people like Tyreek Hill or Nicole Hardman. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Rams haven't made the Super Bowl yet, but it'd be good to get that trio together, including Daryl Henderson. Uh, if you actually are in the Super Bowl and you can just new players cause the Chiefs problems, they have to prepare for them. I think that's a good thing all around. Yes, absolutely. Um, the more time to rest and heal up, the better I think it is for those guys. Um, we don't want to see them re-aggravate anything. We definitely want to see them 100% should the Rams advance to the Super Bowl. But JB, you just given this to the Chiefs? I mean, you know, that it, it's a different podcast. I know that. But uh, we're just handing it over to uh, Mahomes and, and the gang from KC. We don't expect smoking Joe Burrow to, to pull out some magic. You know, I wasn't realize, realizing how much I was doing that, but uh, honestly, I just don't I just don't see the Bengals have much of a chance, and I'm probably the biggest Burrow fan in the world right now. I think he's so fantastic, and probably if they each throw 100 passes, Burrow's better than Mahomes on a, you know, plus-minus basis if you grade each individual throw, so. Absolutely. It's, hopefully, it's a good game, but uh, who knows what'll happen. I just, <laughs> I think the Rams are going to be facing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, if you had to ask me right now. Yeah, you know what? That's that's actually kind of my pick too. But we'll get to the Super Bowl picks. Well, I, I guess that was the Super Bowl. Those are our Super Bowl picks for this year. Um, you're welcome, audience. But yeah, um, Joe Burrow's a fantastic player, and you know, part of me wants to see that up. I, I shouldn't say part of me, because um, as, as much as I would love a Rams Chiefs matchup, I think that would be a high-scoring, fun game to watch. 
Um, I think that, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not just going to, I'm, I'm not ready to just hand it to Kansas City yet. I think if there's an offense that can go blow for blow um, with, with KC, it would be Cincinnati. This definitely is the type of game where we might not see a lot of defense, a whole lot of offense and points being scored. But that's a different podcast for a different team for a different time. So um, let's get back to our duties here as ambassadors, Ram ambassadors. If you will, let's talk a little bit about the matchups for the Rams and 49ers Rams on offense. We talked about how dominant that offensive line was uh, in the Bucks game. Do we see that coming again against the 49ers JP? Well, I'm not so sure. I think the bottom line is that was the Rams offensive line's worst performance in week 18 of the entire season. So it's just a pure regression factor. You expect them to bounce back a little bit and running backs averaging 1.8 yards per carry. Um, we know Cam Akers wasn't overly involved as mostly Sony Michelle, but like that can't really be any worse. You have to expect, you know, one long run can change that average and really give you more production than you had the entire game uh, in week 18. So I think Cam Maker's going to be a big, the offensive line is going to be, is going to play a lot better, at least on the ground. Um, but they're going to have the work cut out for him in the pass rush. Eric Armstead has really come on strong the, of late, and he's been, he's been finishing this season in a big way. So they, he was a defensive end that they moved inside, and he's really been active. And coupled with Nick Bosa on the outside, uh, that's a formidable, formidable front that you have to worry about. Yeah, that, that Niners defense is no joke. They can get after the quarterback. They do it quickly, too. Um, that's the thing that just blows my mind. Every single time I watch this 49ers defense is how fast they get after that quarterback. So, um, you know, Stafford, though, he he knows what he's dealing with. Sean McVay knows what they're dealing with. So no surprises from that perspective. Um, and you're 100% right. That, that, that offensive line can't play any worse um, than we've seen them play. Um, and, you know, not for nothing, but that week 18 game, they played pretty poorly and the Rams still, um, if not for some self-inflicted wounds there specifically at the end, um, had a really good shot, right? Knocking the Niners out of the playoffs altogether would have been nice, but here we are. Um, and so running backs, pass protection, we know that it's all about that offensive line and how they can play, but if you don't have that offensive line, keeping Stafford clean, can we expect him to stay clean? And when I say that from a passing perspective, JB, what happens with Stafford if he doesn't play a clean game and maybe if he does? Sure. And remember the last time these two teams played, Stafford injured his toe late in the game and he, they were doing a lot of the straight drop back passing game. The 49ers pretty much knew exactly where Stafford would be on any given play. Normally, those might be situations where you use play action, you use design rollouts, or you change the launch point on the pass um, to get Stafford on the move. But really, because of that toe injury, Sean McVay said that wasn't an option in that game. So if the same circumstances arise, I think you could certainly see Stafford maybe getting out of the pocket, design rollouts to, um, like, or you're only reading one half of the field, I think it'd be good for them. Really simplify it and take the pass rush out of it. But yeah, he's been excellent in the playoffs so far. Really hasn't put the ball in harm's way much. The only one that comes to mind is that throw in the back of the end zone against the Bucks last week, but really a clean brand of football. Um, he's really been surgical and seems like calculated to me, I think is a good word for it, where he's taking the deep shots when they're there. 
Um, if they're not there, he, he's even running quite a bit. I think we saw that against the Cardinals and really taking the underneath pass as they rise. So I think it, it's a really exciting development for the Rams. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, he's just getting better and better in that Sean McVay offense. We're starting to see, I think, here at the second half of the season what they're capable of. Um, and then especially if, you know, that if that running game is moving, um, when that offensive line is playing well and, and Stafford being Stafford, we know what they're capable, how many points they can put up. So um, it's really going to come down to to those things, right? Running the football and um, keeping Stafford clean and not throwing those interceptions, you know, um, something that I was thinking about, and I don't know if uh, we've talked about this over the course of the year or not, but JB, I'm just want to, I just want to ask your opinion here on this man, but is, is Tyler Higby the best tight end that nobody outside of the Ramley has heard of? Well, I think you're absolutely right. But I think part of the issue is that he's asked to block a lot and even wide receivers in the Rams offense are asked to stand and block so they can push the ball down the field at a time. So he really might not get a fair shake. Um, whenever he missed those games with COVID uh, and he came back, he's really been playing strong since then. And we know he had two touchdowns against the, against the 49ers in the last matchup. One was he kind of stayed in the block and he leaked out late towards the back of the end zone was wide open. No one was even anywhere close to him. And the second one, you know, it was a, it was a sideline deep pass and, uh, wow, he really looked athletic hauling that one in, and we saw him partying with Sean McVay in the end zone afterwards. So definitely think you're going to see him in short yardage situations, converting third downs, and if you can work him into the seam or you can help, or he can help you push the ball down the field, that's an added bonus, and that'd be really hard for the 49ers to cover whenever they already have to worry about Cooper Cup and Odo Beckham Jr. as well. Well, and that's what it boils down to, right? It's um... – there's just so many mouths that uh, Matthew Stafford can can potentially feed um, on that offense when it comes to throwing the football. Um, Cooper Cup, OBJ, we know what they're capable of. Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson. I mean, somebody's going to get you, right? Somebody's going to get you. So um, if they can keep Stafford clean, one of those men are going to um, score some points, maybe all of them. Let's hope that each one gets a touchdown at the end of the game. You know what? That's going to be my prediction. Each one of those guys, each receiver gets a touchdown. Um, JB. Now we know the offensive matchup. We know what they're capable of on, on, on offense. JB. Can this Rams defense finally unlock the mystery? Can they finally slow down that 49ers defense or uh, rushing attack? And can they tackle (laughs) that week 18 game was just marred by missed tackle after missed tackle. Those two things, JB stopping the run, making the tackle. Can the Rams defense make this happen? Yeah. Not the sexiest talking point or the sexiest way to break down a game. But that's really what it boils down to is, you know, the 49ers are going to the football, they're going to throw short passes, and it's on you to make sure that you tackle them short. And where they catch the ball, they fall down. Because if you're turning three-yard gains into first downs at times, uh, that's really going to be backbreaking for you. And it's going to keep the chains moving, and it's going to take a lot of weight off Jimmy Garoppolo. So don't don't give him anything more than he's earned. Uh, if he completes an underneath pass, uh, you can't you can't let him convert those yards after catch too because that just makes his life too easy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's exactly it, right? I mean, we know what Jimmy G is going to do. He's a short ball passer. We know what they're going to do against the Rams, what, what the game plan's going in is going to be. It's just a matter of can you tackle Brandon Ayuk? Can you tackle especially Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, Kyle uh, Juszczyk? These are guys that are big, physical men. I mean, they're just going to they're going to make you make that tackle, right? There's no easy tackles to be had with that 49ers offense. So um, if you can limit those catches, limit the yards after catch, just like you said, that's going to put them in those situations. Cause what's going to happen is if you have these drives that are eight, 10, 12, play drives um the more of those i think the better for the rams to be honest with you i know they got killed in the first game um on some long drives but they're not going to be able to sustain that enough i think to uh um really really keep up with that rams offense so that's just my thought i am certainly not a defensive coordinator but um this defensive matchup is pretty interesting um von miller is going to play a huge role because not only he gets a lot of um, kudos for his pass rush ability, but his um, game and stopping the run too. He's very, very good at that. So um, those are the matchups that we're looking for offense, defense. All right, JB, here it is prediction time. Who do you got? Yeah, I think it's really frustrating how the 49ers football's a game of small sample sizes and, you really only get 60 plays on defense, 60 plays on offense. Jimmy G has a turnover rate of 4.5% on most of his plays, so it's really just forcing him in situations where he has to hold the ball, has to push the ball down the field, and he's going to give you chances. He was pretty horrible against the Packers last week. I understand weather was a factor in that game, but Jimmy, Jimmy G's best games come against the Rams, and I really just see it unraveling. It's too big of a stage. The the what's at stake a home Super Bowl for the Rams is just it's too important and it's could be it could be changing for this franchise and for what they're trying to build here in Los Angeles and I just can't see them letting them through their grasp uh Rams are going to win this game and it's going to be a lot of fun yeah I'm right there with you I I I also agree that the Rams are going to win this but I feel really good about this game actually but then again I felt really good about the last one too interesting I was reading Cameron De Silva's piece recently in the Rams wire and he pointed out that historically there have been 22 instances where division rivals have met in the postseason after one team has won the first two regular season games now we know that happened with the Rams and Niners this season um those teams, the teams that have been doing the sweeping, that have done the sweeping, are 14 and 8. So history says you got to kind of look at the 49ers in this one. Um, but you know what? I don't care about history. Yes, it's important to know. However, what I do know is that this Rams team today, 2022, um, they're clicking. They're looking good. That offense is starting to settle in, becoming that offense. We know they can be that defense is playing lights out so far. Um, and, you know, if not for four turnovers against the Bucks, we have a blowout there too. So um, picking the Rams in this one, I think they do it walking away. So um, I don't think the 49ers are going to keep it close, JB. I'm going to say 31 to 14, and I don't know why those numbers just popped up in my head, but um, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that. We'll see how we'll see how close it is. Um, I was going to ask you, JB, for your Super Bowl pick, but um, I think we're both on the same page here. We think it's going to be a Rams-Chiefs um, 
we know what happened last time the Rams and Chiefs met. Um, it's not going to be Mahomes versus Goff, but it could be Mahomes versus Stafford. Um, just to preview, preview what uh, could be coming next weekend. But uh, could we see something like that? Another 50-point game for each team? You know, whenever you expect those kind of things, uh, the end result is always kind of the opposite. So, um, but with Mahomes, you really never know. They, he was just in a game like that last week against Josh on the Buffalo Bills. So nothing's off the table, and that would be a lot of fun. I think, you know, people don't really like the defensive struggles in Super Bowls. They like the offensive explosion, and they like to see points on the board. So definitely would be good for ratings, but maybe not good for our heart and blood pressure, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's what it boils down to, <laughs> that heart and blood pressure. So, um, but this is a discussion that hopefully we are having more next weekend. Um, should we be fortunate enough to get together for a Super Bowl edition of Last Minute Thoughts? But for JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. JB, where can the audience find you if they want to? Yeah, winners and losers after the game. Hopefully, we're talking about lots more winners than losers, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Hopefully, this isn't it for us, but but it's been a lot of fun talking to you this year. Likewise, likewise. Very cool stuff. Good times. And as always, I can be found on the tweet machine at Robert Finn is me. So um, check it out. Check out TurfShowTimes.com for all your Los Angeles Ram-related information. And uh, yeah. Go Rams on Sunday. Let's get that NFC championship um, under our belts and off to the Super Bowl.